Hello and welcome to episode 3 of Reflecting on Society. My name is Stefan Kallenberg and I'm a social impact entrepreneur. This podcast explores my reflections on the biggest challenges we face going into the next decade, most notably sustainability, equity, and mental health. My goal for each episode is for you to take away a new perspective and be prompted to do your own reflection on how these challenges relate to your lived experience. I've been testing some different formats uh, with each episode to find what resonates most with all y'all, so thank you all for the great feedback and, and keep it coming. So today I'm going to be reflecting on the Gross National Happiness Index, GNH for short. Uh, it's a concept for measuring the well-being of a country's citizens, uh, replacing gross domestic product, or GDP. This is often used around the world. Um, by, by most Western countries, and I, I think that this, this new concept of GNH uh, developed in Bhutan, a country situated between India, China, and Tibet, is really intriguing and interesting. So I, I originally found it through an article about how New Zealand uh, was actually going to be adopting the Gross National Happiness Index, and I'll link the, the articles and the videos below, but the, the key thing that really, really pulled me in um, and what's intriguing is that when we look at GDP, it's used to make an assumption on the standard of living for a country. Um, the idea is that the higher the per capita amount, the better the living standards are. The problem with this is that it doesn't account for wealth inequality, uh, wellness that comes from non-consumption related activities, uh, the environmental impact on health, and, and all these other factors that are just not, not incorporated. So I wanted to learn more about this uh, and explore some of the differences between these two measurements of, of citizen well-being. So to dig into what GNH actually looks like in implementation, imagine everything in our society being focused on improving our quality of life, not just how much value or money that we're producing. So for example, all throughout school, we've been prepared and trained to get a job, and that, that's really like the, the, the peak end goal um, for, for so much of the education system, but what if instead we were taught about things that help us as humans lead healthy, healthy, fulfilling lives, um, and that money was one piece of the puzzle to fulfill our basic needs? Uh, and, and this is what they're doing in, in Bhutan. So alongside maths and sciences, kids are taught basic agricultural techniques and environmental protection. Um, they're, they're taught about waste management. Um, and there's, there's a program embedded across the country that ensures every piece of material used in a school is recyclable. They, they've been really infused GNH into the education system uh, and making sure that people are able to take care of themselves. They're, they're building a meditation, they're building in traditional music instead of uh, the school bell. And so it's, it's really more than uh, about just getting good grades, it's about preparing them to be good people. Um, and, and, and great, great citizens. And so my, when, when I look at this and I reflect on our current education system and uh, taking a look at what Bhutan is doing, I think it w we would benefit greatly from focusing more curriculum around our basic human needs. So helping young, young people uh, start to understand how do we lead, lead a fulfilling life? What are, what are those basic needs that we have and, and how can we actually meet those needs and explore different perspectives and really focus uh, on, on developing critical thinking. 
um, open-mindedness to, to these different points of view. So just having that exposure to different perspectives, different points of view, uh, helping students to think critically um, and coach them along the way instead of just telling them that uh, getting a job is the only way to, to survive and to, to kind of contribute to society. Um, and so some of these like specific skills might look more at social skills, collaboration, relationship building, um, understanding the, the land and where, where your food comes from. Uh, so some of these more uh, like core skills that are going to make you succeed and in, in, in life. And, uh, and actually, even on that point of succeeding in life, like having different definitions of success and that not everyone has to have the exact same definition of success. And I think that that, uh, that choice is, is crucial and that, that ability to explore, try, and, and make mistakes uh, will help a lot of young, young folks to discover what, the, what works for them. And so now just taking another look at, at Bhutan specifically, because they're the ones who kind of pioneered this idea of gross national happiness. Um, they've faced a lot of their own challenges. So they, they're a very mountainous country. So they're, they're up um, in, in a mountain range and they get a lot of extreme weather. So um, because of climate change, they used to have a lot of snow, but now, now there's barely any and the rain comes earlier and it ruins their, their, their plants because they're a largely uh, agricultural based population. So as things get hotter, the weather is constantly changing. There's more storms. Um, it, it's really tough on, on their way of life and, and their actual ability to sustain and produce their own food. So um, they've had to adopt some more modernist um, approaches and, and advancements in society. So they're, they're really relying on hydropower uh, as their key source of electricity and uh, also as a financial engine for, for their, their nation. Um, but then we, when we look at it, they, as a country, got access to TV, cell phones, uh, nice cars, etc. around starting in, in the 90s. Um, and gradually it started to erode their, their culture and was becoming kind of status symbols and, and consumerism was starting to actually populate and, and expand. So they, with this, they actually saw increased dropout rates, uh, increases of addiction, uh, rises in violent crime, uh, growing gang culture. And uh, a lot of the speculation around this is not only the the impact of consumerism and uh, new technology, but also just increases in population and global food prices, all these external pressures kind of uh, coming to bear. But I mean, at the, at the same time, with this uh, growth into modernization, they've also seen their life expectancy from birth increase from around 50 to over 70 years old. Um, and and they, they mentioned that a lot of this comes from better access to healthcare, more, no more nutritious food, um, and increased health awareness. So it's kind of a mix of education and um, uh, material changes. But uh, all these things being said, Bhutan um, is is doing great. Like the in a recent survey, so they do a survey to measure um, the GNH across the, the population, and 90% of uh, Bhutanese people say they're happy. And so I wanted to kind of now dig in and look at the reporting that I, I saw um, because there was a lot of kind of conflicting comments and back and forth between uh, the kind of Western reporters uh, and the, the, the people interviewed. So they interviewed the, the Bhutanese prime minister 
Um, and when just comparing their perceptions of happiness and uh, the writing throughout the, these pieces, the what it seems in Bhutan, the, their definition of happiness is centered around psychological well-being, health, education, good governance, uh, ecology, um, how you use your time, the, the community and culture and living standards around you. Whereas constantly throughout the article, I would see hints from the reporter that uh, it, they measured happiness as access to technology and electricity, uh, infrastructure development, high wages, not being in poverty. And I, I, I pulled out, there's a number of quotes from this where they would kind of position it as like, oh, they're, they're not doing that great because they don't have these things or that they're not very happy because they don't have these things. And so that the reporter was trying to um, push kind of Western narratives of what is happiness onto this community that doesn't evaluate and measure happiness in the same way that we do here and then calling them a failure for that. So really like my, my reflection here is that it's, it's really intriguing to see this kind of clash of ideals um, very visible way throughout these articles where the reporter questions uh, gross national happiness as a as a concept and uh, continues to push the the perception that Bhutan is poverty riddled um, this foreign country doing things the wrong way and like a few examples of this um, they're saying like oh they, they only make a dollar 25 per day means they must be unhappy uh, they're they were inferring that technology like TVs and phones led to happiness but I mean when, when we put these into to context and perspective, if their society uh, doesn't run off the U.S. dollar and doesn't interact that much with the, kind of the, the, the world at large, the, the amount of money per day that individuals make is not as relevant and not a measure for how happy um, those people are. Yes, there might be some differences in, in living standards, but in terms of the, the individual's happiness, that's not a good measure for if they, they are feeling fulfilled or not. And then, I mean, when, when looking at TVs and cell phones, like I, I think it's, we've, we've seen a number of documentaries uh, coming out about how social media has made us more isolated, has made us more depressed. Uh, and it, maybe not the, like it's the, the way that people are acting while using these pieces of technology is what's really changing us. So these are just some of some of my reflections on, on the concept and, and how the Western view of uh, GNH is is really being pushed forward in, in these articles but what I for myself and what I what I see and how this impacts my lived experience right now and just taking away from this so one I'm really looking to change my relationship and views of money so um, whenever I now going forward I'm making a mental note when I hear someone um, say like oh they're stuck in poverty or questioning I'm, I'm trying to question what that means and what the impact it has, because I think there's so much important context around where in the world are they located, what's their culture's relationship with money, um, what are the, the things that bring them happiness as an individual, um, and understanding what poverty looks like outside of North America, because I know if you're in the kind of very Western consumerist um, uh, capitalist society, of course, having not much money is going to lead to um, a lot of dishappiness because that's what the culture places value on here. So I'm wondering, as I hear global perspectives, understanding what actually does lead to their happiness and is it all driven off of the dollar? Um, so that's just a kind of a, a takeaway for me. And then also, 
looking to change my relationship with technology. I mean, even recently with Clubhouse coming out, there's a ton of FOMO. I, I was like, oh, I have to be on here. I have to be, be going to rooms, getting engaged. But I just, I realized that it was just this totally unnecessary thing. Like, yes, it, it could be great. There, I have had some, some valuable conversations and heard some valuable conversations on Clubhouse. But for the most part, it's just, it's a lot of attention grabbing and trying to, to pull me in and, and get me invested into this platform that may or may not actually have some some huge benefits for me. So it's just kind of questioning like, okay, where am I spending my time? Where am I spending or allocating my attention um, throughout these things? And so these are just a, a couple of the the quick takeaways for, for me and the, the reflections that I'm going to continue to be doing. And so um, as we kind of wrap this up and just encourage you to um, keep watching. I, I'm going to be continuing to watch what happens in, in Bhutan um, and New Zealand with this gross national happiness index to see how is it, how's it going? Um, what are the, what are the impacts on society and are there any unique learnings or things that we could apply here at home? Um, so thank you all for listening. If you, if you like this episode and want to help others discover it, please rate it five stars on your, on your podcast app and, and share it with a friend. I'll see you all next week. Have a great day.